And it's a bit pengan. Peace to you, brothers and sisters. As we continue the message series of family after God's heart. Today, as we conclude the message series, it's also the ending part of our church family summit messages. I hope from the previous Sunday worship messages and from the family summit, we come to understand how we can build an ideal family that's after God's heart. Every member of the family, whether you're the parents or you're the husband and wife, you're the children or your grandfather or grandmother. As we carry this responsibility together, supporting each other, and to reduce the other party's burden, to become the blessing for the other party. Today, our topic is a family after God's heart. Today, we exist in a era where it's a family crisis. If you uh, have uh, been paying close attention to family matters, you'll agree with what I'm saying. Because in today's world, the satisfaction level beyond the marriages continue to decline. I'm not talking about divorce. I'm talking about the marriages that goes without divorce. Even if the couples would coexist together, but they live a life of enduring each other. I endure you as you, uh, you endure me. Not an enjoyable marriage. Secondly, the divorce rate in the world continue to uh, increase. I'm not pertaining to uh, foreign countries. The uh, divorce rate in China, in Taiwan, and in Japan continue to increase. In the year 2021, there's a, a new code or new law in China. It's called the cooling period before you could divorce. Be before you divorce, you need to wait 30 days. And the main reason is so that the couple could calm down before they agree to divorce. Because the divorce rate in China has been increasing. And Taiwan remains to be the number one country when it comes to divorce rate. In last year alone, 51,680 couples filed for divorce. And there are three predominant reasons. First is extramarital affairs. And secondly is family violence. And third reason is the uh, relationship between the in-laws. And the situation in Hong Kong is as serious. 
Every year, the divorce rate keep on increasing. According to reports, in the year 2019, the divorce rate was at 48% high. Almost one half of every marriages would end up in, in divorce. And thirdly, and the family problem continued to worsen. Just imagine a person who uh, was diagnosed with cancer. Initially, when he was advised that his uh, cancer was between zero to uh, first stage, the patient would think that there's nothing wrong with him. And he refused to uh, take a look at his condition. After one year, one year later, uh, and he has another uh, oh, examination. Second stage, he realized that uh, his cancer has reached the second stage. And yet this person refused to pay any attention. Uh, he uh, uh, considered taking some medicine on his own. A year later, the cancer has reached the third stage. Even if the patient was a little bit worried, and yet he was afraid to undergo the knife. And uh, the, some, sometimes uh, he would uh, hear about some secret recipe for healing that will not, uh, uh, that, that will not need to undergo the, the knife. And probably taking this medicine, he will get cured. So he procrastinated for another year. And when he comes to the fourth year, Already fourth stage, the last stage, the terminal stage of a cancer. And even if he will undergo surgery or not, it doesn't matter. Families and marriages behaved in the same manner. Even if evidently clear, they are aware of the problem. And yet, none would like to address or face the issue. And that's why situation in their family worsened as the day goes by. Be it family matters, be it marriage problem, it's all from the point of view of mismanagement. As couples, as wives or husbands, we fail to handle our marriage properly. Many times we think that after we get married, things will get better. Maybe you have seen so much fairy tales as a child. The marriage of the prince and the princess would uh, result to a marriage that will en enable them to live happily ever after. And as parents, unless we manage our family properly, and the children will not be raised or disciplined properly as they grow up. Neither do uh, they have a spiritual model to follow. We all know that children tend to learn more from observing rather from, the, from listening. 
Even if you know how to say it. When the children would see the difference between what you say and what you do. Question is the children will question what you have said. And yet they will believe what their eyes have seen. May God help us. However, God's grace is sufficient for our needs. Even as we face difficulties, we saw how God's grace could rebuild a family again. Today, as I share with you these four principles, the first principle is in a family, each member should be a source of blessing for the other members. In the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 18, the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. It's not good for a man to exist by himself. If God deemed this as not good, it is not good at all. God helped the man by creating a suitable helper. And in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verse 9, two are better than one. It's better for you to have a companion. That's why from the substance point of view, it may be better for one to get married rather than to remain single. I'm not saying that being single is not good. Because for those who are married, you need to have the, uh, the, the grace or, or the, the gift gifts. of uh, being married. In the same way, if you want to remain single, you need to have the gift of uh, being single. It depends on whether God has given this person such gift. In the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 24, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united with his wife. The man refers to a mature person. Not a child nor a boy. A married person. Be it the male or the female, both needs to be mature. Because a mature person has this unique characteristics. He or she tend to think for the other person. That's the reason why it needs a mature person uh, to be married and not a selfish person. Selfishness is the greatest killer or the greatest threat behind a marriage. If one party tends to look after or tend to look after his or her own uh, situation. He or she refused to carry the responsibility of a family. Such person would be better to remain single than to be married. However, a mature person, not only can this person look after his or herself, but look after the other party's interests and be responsible. 
This person is a bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. It's such a wonderful description. As two persons are united in one body. Each one of them becomes the blessing for the other person. In today's world, many marriages do not behave in that manner. On the contrary, they behave as spur in each other's bones and malignancy in the flesh of the other person. It would become the curse for the other party's life. And this is not the desire of God's heart. God wanted us to be a blessing for the other person and a big help to the other person. Not only the relationship between couples, but it also includes the relationship between children and their parents. As each person becomes a source of blessing for the others and not a curse for the other person. I am a husband. And in the same way, I'm a father to my children. Every time when I see children loving each other, my joy could not be described, could, nor could it be greater than seeing children loving each other. I have three children. I discovered this even when they are still young. Whenever I will bring a particular child for coffee at Starbucks, before we leave that coffee house, whoever child is, was with me at that time would remind me to buy two more cups of coffee for their siblings. Of course, I cannot decline such request. Today, three children are all grown up. And I discovered another thing. Whenever my three children would be together, it seems that they will not stop communicating with each other. I wonder why they have so much things to talk about. One time when the family was uh, talking together, together with Mrs. Chung, we told the three children that one day, if your parents, your father or your mother will not be beside you anymore, the three of you should continue loving and protecting each other. This is the manifestation of a family that's after God's heart. Secondly, we need to learn how to enjoy our family. If you read the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9, 
Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love, all the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun, all your meaningless days, for this is your lot in life and in your toilsome labor under the sun. Solomon is a great man. Solomon was such a wise king. And this verse would teach us how to have a balance in our life. Because all the days under the sun, we need to toil and work. It's our responsibility. We're also reminded to enjoy the fruit of our labor under the sun. It's a difference between Eastern and Western cultures. Westerners tend to know how to enjoy his or her life. And yet, they may fail to save enough. Easterners, on the other hand, tend to work and work without enjoying life. It doesn't mean to say that the Westerners are better than the Easterners. The more important thing is to have a balance in life. Not only do you know how to work hard, but also you, you know how to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Because if you only know how to enjoy and you do not want to work, you will end up to be the problem of your society. Many Western nations have this problem already. Many people wanted their government to feed them, and they refused to work. However, in the Oriental culture, if you know only how to work hard and save a lot without knowing how to enjoy life, it's another problem that the Oriental society faces nowadays. That's why we need to know how to enjoy our families. If it's time for us to work, we need to work. Without working, one cannot eat. But after you work, you need to know how to enjoy the fruit of your labor. As husbands, we need to know how to love our own wives. Especially the wife who built up your family and who built up your career with you when you're young. Your spouse worked very hard beside you. And now that you've acquired enough money, you have your own house and you have a lot of cars. You need to love her more. You should not complain about her. And you should not be tempted by younger ladies of the world. Because God will run after such sins. Maybe you uh, say that I don't commit such sins. But have you enjoyed days with your wife? Have you put aside your work and travel with your wife? Have you given her what she wanted as gifts? 
as wives? Have you encouraged your husband enough? Or you've been complaining how insufficient or inadequate your husband is? Even, even if we are not perfect husbands, but we keep our promises to our wives. And as wives, we are faithful to you. I've been married for 30 years. I've been faithful to my wife for the past 30 years. Uh, many years ago, I made this promise to her. I promised her to travel to many parts of the world. And in the past 30 years, uh, we traveled to many parts of the world. Europe, Only Europe. Apart from uh, facing this pandemic situation, we plan to travel to Europe together on our 30th wedding anniversary. But because of the restriction posed by the COVID pandemic situation, we need to postpone such plans. Not just relationship in marriages. In the same way with our families. Many families, they fail. They do not know how to enjoy their family. Parents tend to complain about their children. The reason why many young people, they refuse to go home. Because they, they felt that uh, they are inside a prison when at home. They do not have such freedom. They, cannot, uh, they, they do not have the freedom to say what they want to say, neither do they have the freedom to do what they want to do. I'm a very simple person. I do not have so much restriction or requirement for my children. Of course, I tried my best for my children to accomplish what they want to do. But my requirement towards them is very simple. Just love the Lord and love each other. However, in the past one year, because of the restriction posed by the COVID pandemic, all of us are not allowed to travel and to go out as easily and as freely as before. And I believe that this uh, blessing in disguise, because the family members can be together, we can worship God together, and we can share with each other, we can play with each other, we can eat and watch a movie together. It's such a very good situation. There's nothing better than such situations. I do not admire nor envy the rich and wealthy families that do not love each other. May I share with you this Bible verse? Proverbs 17, verse 1. Better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. 
family that has feast of the uh, good food and yet quarrel with each other, what's the good of, about this? It's better a dry crust with peace and enjoyment of the family. May God bless our family. The third principle is we need to pass on our belief or our faith. There are several families in the book of Acts that showed who the whole household believing and turning to the Lord. The first family is the family of Lydia. Chapter 16, 15. If we read the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 15. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, Come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. And the second family is the family of a jailer. You can read this from the book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 31 to 33. Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then, they spoke the, the, the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. And the third family is the family of Crispus. It's found in the book of Acts, chapter 18, verse 8. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. Complete members of the family of Lydia, the jailer, and Crispus, everyone believe in the Lord and belong to God. Do you know the reason? Is it because the parents believe in the Lord? That's why the children accepted Christ. I believe that Lydia will not uh, have not accepted. We, 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 uh, we will accept. As the children grow up gradually, children tend to observe what their parents believed in. Every child wanted to know whether their parents' belief is authentic or real. Only authentic and real belief and faith can be passed on. When children observe and concluded that their parents believe and uh, what they believe in is hypocritical. They will hate, they will hate such faith. And yet we need to understand as parents, we are not perfect individuals. And we tend to commit mistakes. 
you know, committing mistakes, even if you commit a sin, it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is if we are willing to repent and change, that our children could see our repentance, then this belief that you have and your faith can be passed on. In the past, I shared with you this testimony. The, founder, the testimony of the founder of uh, the local churches, Watchman Nee. Originally, the mother of Watchman Nee was a Christian by name only. And during that time, Watchman Nee was totally not interested in what his mother believed in. When he saw what, her, what his mother did and what his mother said, he considered what his mother believed in of, uh, uh, useless. Until one time, the, uh, one of the flower base at home was broken. And at that time, the mother blamed it on Watchman Nee. Watchman nee go, watchman. And yet, Watchman Nee uh, de declined or, or uh, denied uh, breaking this flower base. And the mother insisted that it was Watchman Nee who broke the vase. And Watchman Nee was disciplined with spunking. This incident, after it passed for such a period of time, one time there was an evangelistic meeting in their place conducted by a servant of the Lord. And Watchman Nee's mother attended that evangelistic meeting. In that meeting, on that day, the Holy Spirit really spoke to Watchman Nee's brother, yes. uh, mother. Yes. And Watchman Nee's mother repented and she was born again. After she accepted Christ, the Holy Spirit worked and moved in her heart to do such things. And that is to uh, confess the sin and to seek for forgiveness from your child. Later on, the mother discovered that that flower base was indeed not destroyed by watchman Nee. So, when the Holy Spirit moved the mother's heart, because of the mistake she has committed, she has to confess and uh, 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 seek for forgiveness from Watchman Nee. Imagine, Imagine such incident happened in the early days of 1920s. During that time, no parents need to ask forgiveness from their child. But because of the urging of the Holy Spirit that she should seek forgiveness and seek repent, uh, for, for repentance. And Watchman Nee uh, testified that her, his mother asked forgiveness in tears from him. And suddenly, Watchman Nee felt very surprised that his own mother would seek forgiveness from him. And she discovered that 
something has changed, something special happened to his mother after attending that evangelistic meeting. And Watchman Nee agreed to attend this evangelistic meeting again at church with her, with his mom. And on that meeting, Watchman Nee was moved by the Holy Spirit. And a great worker and servant of God appeared in the history of Chinese uh, religion. And because of the confession, uh, seeking forgiveness from a mother towards her son. And everything started when the mother's life was changed. Today in the New Testament, we see another testimony. A testimony where an entire family was converted. And this is the family of tax collector Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus, we all know, he is the chief tax collector in the city of Jericho. And he had such a bad reputation. Though he was extremely wealthy, but he was not respected by any. Just come to think of it. The family members of Zacchaeus' household, maybe Zacchaeus' family members were, all, were also despised. And maybe the family members of Zacchaeus hated him as well. Because the father had such a bad reputation. We don't know. We do not know. However, from this incident, we learned that one day, when the children and members of Zacchaeus' household saw Zacchaeus' life was changed, because in front of others, in public, Zacchaeus announced that, Today, I will donate half of my household to the poor. Whoever I deceive or cheated, I will repay this person back four times. And when Jesus arrived at his home, and when Jesus spent time with this family, after Jesus left this family, Jesus said, Salvation comes to this family today. Because And personally, I believe that members of his of Zacchaeus' family, Zacchaeus' children, saw how his life was completely changed by the visit of Jesus. The most important responsibility as parents is to lead our children to faith in the Lord Jesus. There's no other responsibilities more important than this. Because it's, it pertains and it addresses the issue of eternal life or eternal damnation. May the Lord Bless, uh, help you so that you put emphasis and put importance on this matter. More than the success that your children should have and the money that he should earn in the future. 
安尼，我哋家底有通将信仰一代一代一代传落去。Only in such family that your faith and belief could be passed on generation after generation。上帝恩典有通一代一代继续传落去。And that God's grace can come to your family generations to come。第四样代志。The fourth。全家都侍奉上帝。The entire family should serve God together。And before Joshua died, he left a famous saying. Joshua 历史就十个则交啲瓜及我嘅家，军的确属奉耶和华。Found in the book of Joshua, chapter twenty-four, verse fifteen. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. 瓜及我嘅家。Me and my household. Not just me by myself alone serving God, but every member of my household, we will serve the Lord. Because there are three stages or levels behind our service. The first is the positional ministry. The second is life ministry. And the third. Is our work ministry, positional ministry. As we worship our our Creator, we worship Him from the position of a creature. A life ministry. It's from the total change of your life. In order to testify the goodness of the gospel that you believed in, the work ministry is to be to carry on the responsibility of any ministries in the church as you serve God. You know that in the year 1517, the Great Reformation brought about by Mr. Martin Luther. It's salvation by faith alone, and this when Martin Luther brought this message to the church. That you are not saved by your good works or behavior. But you are saved by God's grace and true faith. And in the year 2000, many churches. Proclaim this message that we need the second reformation of the of the church. That for the ministry on serving God of serving God should belong should be turned back to each believers. And not mainly relying on. Uh, the pastors or the ordained ministers alone. Every believer is a minister. Every believer should behave like a minister. May the Lord help us. As the church would serve God together, a church comprises of many families. As each families would serve the Lord together. Because every family is the singular unit. Of a church. If the church wants to be strengthened, every family should be strong. In the book of First Timothy, chapter three, verse fifteen, God's household, which is the church of the living God, this household, it has two meanings. 
First meaning is the church is a spiritual family, a spiritual home. The church is the household of the living God. All of us are members of this household. That's why every church should have the taste of a family in it. Because Every family will have the family regulations. So, in the same way, church would also have its regulations. But this should not be too strict or too rigid. And you should be flexible enough to change if needed. As, uh, as long as you do not change the truth. Just in the family. When you tell your children, tonight you need to be home by 11. Unless you come home by 11, what should you do? Maybe one day, your children would return home 11.30. What should you do? Because it's not according to what you require them to do. Do you drive them out? Do you ask them to sleep on the street? Then it's in the family. Because there's no uh, feeling of a family in it. In the same way with the church. Of course, there are rules and regulations in the church. But you should not be very rigid and strict. You need to let them have a sense of a family in it. That's why when you are in the church, you can feel the warmth of the church. And this is the warmth of a family. And there's another meaning of your family. The home is a spiritual church. That means that every family should uh, be influenced by the church. Every family should be the church of God. Every time when I see an entire household, every, the entire family serving God together, my heart is overjoyed. May the Lord help us. As we encourage every member of our family to serve God together. That all of us can grow together. A family that's after God's heart. First, it's a family that bless one another. It's a family that enjoy each other's presence. It's a family that pass on their faith and their belief to the next generation. It's a family that testify the goodness of God and serve together. May God bless your family. That your family may be a family after God's heart. May God bless you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. As we end the message series, A Family After God's Heart. In the past many weeks, as we learn how a husband, a wife, a parent, and a father or mother that uh, strive to be after God's heart. Lord, please help each one of us that we may follow your heart's desire to establish our families 
就做上帝所用嘅家庭。That our family may be a family that you can use. 嚟荣耀主你嘅圣名。To bring glory to your holy name. 将荣耀归我归嘅上帝。As we give glory to our God. 当我们面对嘅事情。And whenever we face challenges and problems. 圣灵嚟帮衬。May your Holy Spirit help us. 我们靠到主嘅恩典。By God's grace, we may rebuild our family once again. In our prayer, we give thanks. We pray this in the holy name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Beginning next week, brothers and sisters, and that's October. We shall begin a new message series in the pulpit. And we shall be pondering this from the book or epistles of Ephesians. 叫做新人新新人种 A a new creature. New humanity. New humanity. 在这个新的主队里面 And in in this new sermon series. 让广告这个新的生命新的标准新的关系 A new standard. A new relationship and a new life. New guideline. New guideline. There are six chapters in the book of Ephesians. First three chapters talks about what God has done for us. Chapters four to six would teach us how we should react and what we should do for God. And the book of Ephesians. Uh, cause us to learn that you and I are death in our sins and transgressions. And because of the great love of God, and because of the salvation for Lord Jesus Christ, as we are uh, resurrected from our sinful death, and we become a new creature. So, whatever we do, whatever we say, should be in accordance to this new guideline and this new uh, uh, beginning. The book of Ephesians. It's from the theological perspective. To talk about God's salvation and His church. Of course, it also teaches us very practical teachings in the way how we live our lives. Because we are children of light in our lives on earth. May God help us. Please prepare by reading the book of Ephesians properly. Beginning October, we will carefully study this very important book, the book of Ephesians. And we will start this beginning next Sunday. See you next Sunday.